Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Caitlin Pletcher, who had a wishes wedding at the Wedding Pavilion at Walt Disney World and a reception at the Grand Floridian Convention Center. And Caitlin had a wonderful Star Wars twist to her reception that I can't wait for you guys to hear all about. So welcome, Caitlin. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. First, I always like to find out how you guys decided that you wanted to get married at Walt Disney World. We got engaged at Disney World in 2012, and my husband, or fiancé at the time, had set it up with some cast members, and they mentioned after the proposal, invite us to your wedding when you come <laughs> back down here. And so that was always in the back of our mind, and finally when it came time to plan it, we just decided we didn't want to choose a hometown to have it in, and Disney was our best option. That's cool. Where are your two hometowns? I'm from Crown Point, Indiana, and he's from South Bend. So they're not too far away from each other, but we just didn't want to have to choose one over the over the other. <laughs> Plus, you didn't want to let down all those cast members who were expecting you to come back for your wedding. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's awesome. So how did your friends and family react when they found out that's where your wedding was going to be? They loved it. Both of our families have been going to Disney forever. Both of our families are DVC members. They just thought, great, when is it? (laughs) That's wonderful. It sounds like it was really easy for them. How many people made the trip? We had 34 total. Okay, great. And how did you decide that those locations, the wedding pavilion, and then was it the Whitehall room? How did you pick those? The wedding pavilion that was just our number one choice. We still wanted a traditional wedding, so we wanted it to be indoors, and the wedding pavilion was just beautiful and perfect. The Whitehall room, I had seen pictures of online, and the number one thing that got me was that monorail view. I just couldn't pass that up. So I, you know, I just threw it by Austin, and he said, okay, (laughs) that was it, (laughs) whatever I wanted. So that's how we picked it. That's great. And can you give me a timeline then of how the day ran from ceremony through reception? It was a very early morning. Hair and makeup got there at about 5. And we left my hotel room around 8. Went to the Grand Floridian, which was like one of the best parts of the day, being able to walk through the lobby in my gown. And then I got to the wedding pavilion a little bit late because there was some traffic on the right outside of the entrance to the wedding pavilion there was a big crane leaving the parking lot (laughs) yeah so we were we were rushed into the um, bride's vestibule stayed in there for a few minutes while we got some details ironed out went through the ceremony while our guests after the ceremony the guests went to the whitehall room austin and i took our 
pictures in the wedding pavilion. And we met up there where I had my surprises for Austin. And <laughs> after the reception, we j- everybody went back to their own hotel rooms. And we all met up at Epcot for Flower and Garden Festival later on in the afternoon. Oh, interesting. And did you do a dessert party or it was just a casual... No. It was just a casual. We all kind of walked around. And I mean, some people went their own ways because we did have some fast passes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so now tell me about these surprises for Austin. Well, oh, geez. It started, we had our planning session in August, which is early for when they normally have it. It was just the only time that worked out for us. And Around October, I started emailing Pamela, our planner, saying, you know, I, it's, we're having our wedding on May the 4th. It's Star Wars Day. I want to surprise Austin with something. And originally, I was thinking a groom's cake or something along those lines. And she had suggested a master of ceremonies, kind of like, I guess, major domo. But she had suggested, oh, maybe we can get him to dress up as a Jedi. Hmm. Well, that didn't work out. It was a weird time when Disney had just acquired Star Wars, so she wasn't sure what they were going to be allowed to do, and that was one thing they just they couldn't do yet. So I said, well, what about 501st? And she said she wasn't sure about that, but I could reach out to them and try, and you know, we would iron it out when it got closer. And so I read on their website that they don't want you to contact them until two to three months before. So I waited until February mm. <laughs> and they said, well, you know, May the 4th is kind of a big Star Wars day. We're not really sure anyone will be available. <laughs> so I kind of, you know, put that on the back burner and Pamela had emailed me, you know, we can get some props. Mm. And I said, okay, well, like, show me what you got. And she said that they had a um, someone in the props department and she would send me a proposal. So pretty quickly, they sent me a list of, they had it all planned out what the Whitehall room would look like. And on it was the Akbar snack bar, (laughs) which I had to look up videos online. They, They normally do have that at Star Wars weekends. And it's a bar with an animatronic Akbar. What? Um, yes. So I just thought, this is, this is so cool. This is so cool. I was so excited about it. And then some other props. We had some stormtroopers. They had suggested some Imperial Guards, but they were like bright red. I, didn't, I just didn't like the look of them. So I said no to those. Um, <laughs> Most Jedi don't like the look of them either. Yeah. Yeah, Um, we had a backdrop behind our DJ that looked like he was in the Death Star, which they actually, we saw later on in the week, we went to a Star Wars breakfast at Sci-Fi, and they had that hanging up, and we said, oh my gosh, that's from our wedding, (laughs) and then they had decorated the DJ's booth with something that looked like it had belonged in the Death Star. And so I, I approved all that, and that, that was good. And then at the wedding, they actually showed us our buffet was set up on a life-size Han Solo and Carbonite. <laughs> Pamela had actually surprised me with that. And I guess they had told Austin that they built that, especially for our day. What? But, yes, but I think they'll be using that later on. <laughs> that is awesome. Yes. So it all worked out very well. Okay, do you feel comfortable sharing how much this prop package cost? Because it sounds like an amazing addition to any wedding that is Star Wars themed. 
The original prop package that they had suggested with the Imperial Guard was $1,300. Oh, that's actually pretty good considering what they charge for Mad Hatter Tea Party props. Yes, I I was surprised. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. And then, so the stormtroopers, they were just figures that stood there. Yes. Okay. Yes. And Akbar, what does he, does he just have a couple lines he says or how does he work? He didn't speak. He just moved. <laughs> it was it was a very neat setup. There, it was lit up. They had our cocktail hour menu on the side. It it was some kind of like they had like personalized it. It had our menu and in like different. Oh, Austin, what is that? I'm sorry. Um, but like, what's the language that it was in? Oh, it's in some Star Wars language. I can't say what he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, they had personalized it with our cocktail hour menu. That's awesome. Tell me that at some point during the reception, somebody sneaked up behind Akbar and went, It's a trap! We did get a lot of comments on Facebook that our marriage was a trap for Austin. <laughs> I did not approve of that. <laughs> uh, but I take it he loved all of these surprises. He did. He loved it. It was. So great surprising him. Actually, in the in between of like when we were coming into the cocktail hour, we had just gotten over to the Grand Floridian Convention Center and Pamela was helping me with my bustle. And Austin's best man had come up to us and said, I love what you did with the bar. And I I immediately my face was <laughs> and Pamela was like, Oh yeah, yeah, it's a really nice setup out there. She kind of covered for it. So Austin still was surprised. Nobody had spoiled it for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great stuff. So then when you were planning, it sounds like this surprise and the Star Wars element was a pretty important aspect. Were there any other aspects of the wedding where you were like, we're definitely going to focus our time and our budget on this? It started out that we were really focused on entertainment. We were going to have caricature artists and they were going to do Star Wars things. And But then once I started, you know, getting into like, oh, I want to surprise Austin with something, that all fell by the wayside. We ended up cutting the caricature artists. We cut like confetti cannons because I wanted these things. And that became more important <laughs> than entertainment. <laughs> Well, now tell me about that because I have this theory that guests at weddings, either they haven't seen each other in a long time or they don't know each other and they are perfectly happy to sit and talk to each other and they don't need to be entertained every single minute of the reception. So did you find that you missed all of the entertainment that you cut? We actually had DJ Steve Dunlap. He was suggested to us by Pamela because he loves Star Wars so much <laughs> and he did a great job. He sent us a survey before the a few weeks before the wedding asking, you know, what kind of music do we want and and we had told him, you know, our our guests, we weren't sure if they would be open to dancing. So he did a great job getting everybody out onto the dance floor. We had sing-off between the men and the women. He was teaching dances. Our grandparents and, and parents were on the floor. So I think that they that he was enough entertainment <laughs> where, you know, everybody was still up and around and the three hours of reception flew by. That's great. Yeah, because that's another fear. Sometimes people think, well, I'm only having 30 guests or 40 guests or 20 guests. If I get a DJ, is anybody going to dance? But the Disney DJs are so good at getting yes. people engaged no matter how small your group is. Yes. So then what were the least important aspects of the wedding where you thought, I'm going to save some time and budget? 
floral. <laughs> <laughs> I am just not a flower person. I don't know the names of any of them. They look nice, and I love when Austin gives them to me, but they just weren't important on the day of the wedding. So we did minimal wedding pavilion floral. Like I think we just had the piece on the altar, and that got transferred over to the wedding Grand Floridian. And we had some candles and stuff on the tables, but floral was not important. That, that's interesting. Well, I mean, when you're at a Disney wedding and you have all that Star Wars stuff, you kind of don't need anything yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. How can flowers and Star Wars go together? It was hard. That's true. <laughs> um, so what ended up being your favorite memory of the day? My favorite part of the day, I have several. Personally, when I was you know, before the wedding has, has started, my sister and I were in the bride's vestibule and I didn't know that they pipe in the music from the wedding pavilion in there. So we were in there getting ready and she said, wait, wait, listen. And we could hear the main theme to Star Wars, what Austin had walked into playing and it just sounded so awesome and right then I was just like oh my gosh I'm getting married (laughs) but after the wedding I it was just wonderful we were kind of shuffled out to picture point by ourselves while everybody else was getting set up for the stage exit and Austin and I just had that moment and you know you can see the castle from there and we were right by the wedding pavilion and it was just nice seeing like we did it. We're married. <laughs> it was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, it doesn't sound like it, but was there anything that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? No. No. <laughs> it, was, it was perfect. If, if anything did go wrong, I, I either don't know about it or I already don't remember. So. Yeah. Disney's good that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand that maybe you were stressing out about and then turned out not to be? In the month or so before the wedding, I was saying, I I don't think we chose the right colors, or I hope this doesn't turn into a Star Wars birthday party, (laughs) and I was kind of stressing out about that, but I just, I've heard this so many times on your podcast, I had to remind myself, Disney does this all the time, and they, they know what they're doing, and they it was nowhere near a birthday party. It was perfect. It was a wedding and it was Star Wars and it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I will be honest, the date of the floral cutoff, like when we had to turn in our seating arrangements and everything, that was the time that Austin and I found out how many guests we were having. <laughs> <laughs> we never bothered to count like our RSVPs before that. So I probably would have kept up to date with that a little bit more because then we had a group thread going with our florist and with our planner and I had emailed the the florist, yeah, this is how many guests we're having, and these are their names and everything. And and Pamela said, what? You're having 34 guests? <laughs> so it did. It made a difference in, you know, the cost and everything. And if I had kept up with that, maybe I would have thrown in a few more Star Wars things. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point because it, it could actually be that you have a little wiggle room in your budget. Yes, yes. Okay. Do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms, maybe specifically those who want to incorporate Star Wars into their weddings? I would just keep 
asking. I threw a million different ideas at Pamela, and I don't think we went with any of my ideas. But <laughs> she she gave me so many, and she surprised me at the wedding with Star Wars things. So there's a million options, and just to keep throwing ideas out there because something is going to stick, or it'll make them think of, oh, wait, we have this. So I would just keep pushing for Star Wars things. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? I didn't have a planning journal or anything. I do participate in some of the hashtag games on the Facebook groups. So if they look on there, but I haven't even posted all of my pictures on Facebook yet. So (laughs) maybe once I do that, I'll make them public. (laughs) There you go. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for taking the time to share this story of your day. I think it's really instructive for anyone who wants to do a Star Wars-themed wedding or any kind of wedding at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>